with the Spurs foul. Can Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Will go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! What's good, everyone? Matty G right here. You can check me out at MBAGWiz on all your social media handles for the Insight Podcast Network Wednesday show. Midweek grit and grind. I'm filling in for Matty O'Brien on Insight NBA. A bit of a short game today. We're going to get straight to it indeed with our Rewind. Look, only three games today to look over. So let's get to the let's get to the business today. The Knicks getting the win over the Cavaliers. Look, the Cleveland Cavaliers are incredibly shorthanded right now. We are on the second day of a back-to-back for these two teams. You could probably expect to see the exact same thing tomorrow. Karis LeVert was out today. Jared Allen was out today. Darius Garland out today. Look, they are absolutely decimated by injuries right now. So too, uh, like the, the Brooklyn Nets over. Like there's a lot of injuries going on. Like the NBA, the, the the questionables and the brokens already within the second week of action is is all time, in my opinion. Well, it's maybe not all time. That's saying a lot. But there's a, a lot of niggling injuries and a lot of guys gone down already and some absolute stars of the NBA. Mitchell missed the last one. Back in tonight. He's just going to put up your numbers, and he did, but he couldn't drag them back over the playoff foe from last season, the last year, the New York Knicks getting the win. Look, I continue to look at this, and we had a you look at RJ Barrett and you see the 16 points straight away. This is a true return. It's a classic RJ Barrett form. Yep. Inefficient from the field. Tick. Misses a free throw. Tick. Three rebounds. <laughs> RJ things, but no assists, no steals, no blocks. This is what we know and do not love about RJ Barrett, one of Canada's favorite sons. But we do like is a nice Jalen Brunson game today. 19 points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, well-rounded out, seven from 16 from the field, only one three, four from five from the line. Mitchie Robinson getting 22 minutes in this run, though. But Julius Randle, a really decent Julius Randle game. 10 rebounds, the two assists, the steal is nice, the 19 points, plus 18. But again, inefficient Julius Randle things. So although it might get you some superfluous stats, yep, that's great. His inefficiencies will always continue to plague the guy. I'm still just absolutely curious why they paid so much money to Josh Hart and they are committed to Quentin Grimes. Now, Quentin Grimes absolutely showed out at the end of last year and Tom Thibodeau absolutely seems to love this bloke and that's all good and well. But Josh Hart, I think, is a better basketball player. And he is coming off. He might be getting the most minutes off the bench with 28. And again, five points there, two from six from the field, one from three. The seven rebounds are there. The three assists. This is a per 36 absolute workhorse. Maybe they're easing him back into action after his commitments to Team USA. I don't know. Or maybe they're just holding him back until that big Joel Embiid trade happens or someone else happens and they open up those minutes and they trade the three guys off the books. And Josh Hart gets a starting role. He has been dropped in a lot of leagues. And yet, for now, you could probably drop him. And I hate to say that about someone who I was really excited for their opportunity in the preseason. 
but he's not getting that opportunity right now. Emmanuel quickly seems to be their six man, always three rebounds, two assists to go with his 18 points and three from six from deep and six from 11 for his efficiencies as well. He's always a nice pickup. I've got him in a couple of my fantasy lineups this year just because of those stats he does. Now, our decimated Cleveland Cavaliers, Max Struess, fell off a cliff yet again, but Donovan Mitchell doing God's work for the Cavaliers. 26 points, three assists, three steals, perfect from the line, but no threes, which is unusual. I am curious about the Isaac Okoro minutes. Now, he has been playing very well for the Cavaliers, seven rebounds today, no other peripherals outside that. A couple of threes, two from five from deep. We like that from Isaac Okoro once he gets his shot moving. I know Skitty, part of the Insights family, would absolutely love Isaac Okoro knocking down threes all day. Evan Mobley, look, this was a disappointing game for him. And I say that because the guy's got 12 rebounds, he's got five assists, he's got two blocks, but he's only taken nine shots. Like this is a guy who we really want to be elevating in here in in this year in the NBA. We really want Evan Momley to elevate his game. What's going to get there is twelve shot attempts a game. Maybe stretches the floor finally, like we had the dream of Evan Mobley stretching the floor, because when he unlocks that offensive potential, the man is going to be an absolute weapon. Uh, George Snyang continues to roll off their bench and put in some things, and Amani Bates. Two from five from deep. Skitty must have been loving that one as well. Uh, and Porter, good old Crago. Yeah, he uh, he just made some minutes at the bottom of their roster. He is going to be a flash that they just rolled out there at the end of the game. This was not a strong showing from the Cavs. And you can expect much more of it tomorrow as well. They Nothing seems changing. Donovan Mitchell seems to be playing again tomorrow, but questionable with the hamstring strain is Garland. Uh, again, with the bone bruise is Allen and Levert are all not playing currently. So the Cavaliers not looking good on tomorrow. Second game of the day, a one-point win to the San Antonio Spurs, led by one Keldon Johnson and Mr. Victor Wenbanyama. A one-point win against the Suns, one of the, let's say, the top teams in the NBA. They're also decimated by injuries. There's just a lot of injuries in the NBA. There's a lot of injuries. The NBA is broken. Like right now, the, the, the look at these teams, we do, we can't get a, a shape of what's going to happen, even in our fantasy teams, in our fantasy landscape right now, because we haven't seen it. Do you remember the Phoenix Suns when they got Bradley Beal, the new big three? Yeah, I remember that. Everyone's super excited and how in every NBA ad that they roll out there when they do the montages of you know, the leading player for that team standing in the desert, looking up with eagles or something going over their head. For Phoenix is Bradley Beal standing there on a basketball court in his jersey looking off into the moonlight. And he hasn't played a minute in the season yet. And we've got to see what happens here because you start to roll off. Look at this. Grayson Allen, 19.7 rebounds, three assists, a, a block shot, five from nine, five from seven, all threes for him. Well done, Grayson Allen. Proven some worth there. Eric Gordon again, an absolute must roster right now. While we while Booker and Beal are out. Snap Gordon up. I missed out on him in one of the uh, FBI analyst league, trying to put a bid on him. Someone came over the top because you just need to roll him out there right now. He's doing work. A big double-double from Yusuf Nurkic. Joshua Kogi, inefficient, but great. And Kevin Durant, look, a great game from him. The turnovers, they cost you a little bit. And only one from two from the line for Kevin Durant, which is also the interesting thing. Seeing Kevin Durant only get to the line twice when he needs to be the attacking force behind this team. They actually only got to the line 15 times today, the Phoenix Suns, which against a young team, you kind of want to push that tempo and really make them work for it. But, mate, the Spurs played well. Zach Collins is rostered in 77% of leagues, and why he's not rostered in like 99.999% of leagues, 
I don't know. 14 points, six from 11, a three, perfect from the line, five rebounds, four assists, a steal, and three block shots. That is absolutely tasty. The Sohan point experiment, eh, it's still an experiment, and it's got its teething problems. The seven rebounds and the five assists are nice, but three from eight from the floor, not great. The two from three from the line, we can bear that. We can bear that 66% if we're getting it buoyed in other places by volume on free throw attempts. But Trey Jones just looks so much more comfortable out there. And now Trey Jones and Jeremy Sohan are both rostered about the same in Yahoo leagues. I think Sohan's 78, Trey Jones is 77%. Sooner or later, something's going to give. And that's when you're going to want to capitalize, especially if that capitalizing is on Trey Jones. Now, being the guy coming off the bench, let's just say he has a couple of stinking games, right? People are going to drop him. And that's when you move on Trey Jones. Don't go chase him. Don't go try and trade for him. You're going to probably have to do a bit of an overpay because people held him and people try and drafted him as a late round flying point guard. And then late in the preseason, Sohan got the nod. Well, it's not working out the way we want it to 100%. The peripheral stats, blocks and steals aren't there for Sohan right now. The inefficiency from the floor is there, but he still played 30 minutes in that role. And those guys are having a lot of fun playing basketball. Keldon Johnson, though, great game from Keldon Johnson. 50% from floor, four threes, three rebounds, four assists, two steals, 27 points for Keldon in a big win for the young San Antonio Spurs who start off the season two and two. Now, people, like I think I may have taken the under on them. I thought maybe they'll just start off hot or maybe they'll do something. But they seem to be really comfortable playing some games. And there's been some close ones after that blowout against the Clippers the other day. Two from two currently, same as the very depleted Phoenix Suns. The magic today going down to those Clippers. Uh, Franz Wagner and Paul George are top performers, respectively, for each team. The Clippers getting the win on the back of the Harden trade. This is probably the last time we've seen this iteration of it. Now, I said it on yesterday's pod. Bones Highland was an absolute must roster for today's game. And I was bang on. They rolled him out there, 17 points, three assists, a steal. Look, not efficient from the floor, but we liked him, as I said yesterday, for the points and threes option for a one day because there's no one that plays basketball in this team. Like PJ Tucker was there. He didn't play any minutes. Harden was there, didn't play any minutes. They're all on the team's roster, but they weren't playing today. All these guys might've been a pop down. Oh, I can get him in. No, you can't. The bloody trade just happened yesterday. But Norm Powell was the other guy I said you want to have a look at. And what did Norm Powell do? Three rebounds, three assists, 17 points, five from eight from the field, two from five for three. Because Kawhi did not have it going. Mate, it must be bloody good to play basketball and work out at a plus 18 and going three from 11 and zero from three from deep. Because that's what Kawhi did today. And still almost a team high plus 18. Zubac was plus 19, nine points, nine rebounds. We love that for him. A block and an assist, four from eight from the field. Russell Westbrook continuing to do Russell Westbrook things. Today though, the five steals, absolutely insane for Rusty. Good on it for him. And poor George, an elite 27 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, two steals, continuing to show that if you invested a pick in the third round or fourth round on poor George or heaven forbid Kawhi Leonard, not maybe Kawhi today, but these guys when healthy will return that pick. And poor George was going off in the fourth round because he gets injured too much. He gets injured. Well, they were healthy. All reports indicated that Paul George and Kawhi would be healthier to start the season. They've shown that they're healthier to start the season, and they're giving owners who took a swing on them late and be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna roll. And they're the best guy on the board. Well, they were the best guy on the board, and they're probably also the best guy on the board somewhere around the second round as well. Some of these guys, obviously, first round value, 
for a Kawhi Leonard at his absolute peak. But we're not going to draft him at that, especially with the concerns. Uh, today, as I said, Franz Wagner coming back six from 13 from the field. Good game from him. Eight rebounds, three assists, the block. We loved from that from Franz. Look, a balanced starting five. The minutes, again, up for Fultz. I like it. Six from 11 from the field. Missed the free throw, the five rebounds, but only one assist. That's a little bit concerning for Markel, your, your point guard. The one steal we like, look, this team moved. It was on the second night of a back-to-back that they really pushed the Lakers last night and against another tough opponent. I didn't have them winning in the cards for me, but Cole Anthony continues to get those minutes and, and to push around. Guys like like Anthony Black, they're not getting them. Chumura Kiki rolled out there today for the first time for four minutes. Like the, the, the guy who we're watching though here is Paolo Banquero. Now this was another not good Paolo performance. 15 points but five from 13 from the field, one from three for deep, four from eight from the line is not good. Only four rebounds. The four steals, obviously four steals in a game for someone is fantastic. And the four assists are nice. But Paolo Banquero has not met that upside. Look Again, the FIBA World Cup hangover is real for some of these guys. We're having it with Austin Rees. We're having it with Paolo Banquero. We had it for Kessler. He broke out of that funk the other day. Let's see if that can still be sustainable moving forward. But we're looking at that pretty much brings the end of our rewind of today's games. Look, looking ahead to the guys from tomorrow, we are going to give up some injury updates and some target at the end, but let's have a bit of a game preview for action happening tomorrow or today if you're in America in the NBA. Yeah, look, first up is Milwaukee and Toronto. Let's get through these quick because, look, at the end of the day, there's not a lot of these guys you can get in leagues. Malik Beasley, it's going to be a th- – it's a big – it's a massive game. It's 13 games. You've already got a roster. Let's not mince about the words. You've already got your roster deep. You are going to be struggling with who to play. You're going to be like, I have a one-center league. I've got two centers. I don't know who to put out there, who's playing well, who's not. Or you can slip them into a forward center spot, possibly. This is the problem you have on a high-volume game day. The quality of games, not great. Because you've got to look at the matchups and who they're depending tomorrow. So we'll go through them and any possible... Look, there's no real stream options. You've got your team and you're not probably going to burn off a pick. To Let's be honest. You're not going to go out of your way to burn a pick in this day. You're not going to burn one of your waiver wire pickups... On this one day to stream in one guy when you've already got a full roster, unless you guys absolute shithouse and there's a hot free agent. And we'll come up with some of those at the very end of some back-to-back suggestions for you and when you can maybe stream someone in for this, but you're not going to go and just waste it. And that's what you need to keep in mind. Never panic in these situations. Never panic when you've got a guy that you want to drop really quickly and move on. Maybe the next game is better. It's not going to kook you one game, but if you can take that player Get them that one day and then move into someone on a back-to-back set. And I do have some suggestions for you on those for later in the week in this show. So we'll get to that in a second. But again, don't go panicking. Roll your lineups out there. Tomorrow, Milwaukee and Toronto. Again, Damian Lillard, comeback game? Maybe. He didn't really give us what we wanted in that heat game the other day, although the Bucks got the W. But look for Damian Lillard to put up things. Malik Beasley is available in leagues. If you do, for some reason, need points and threes, he continues to be the starting shooting guard in the Milwaukee Bucks. Bounce back Barnsley in Toronto. Can that continue? I'm pretty sure it can. 
He's been going okay. And again, Dennis Schroeder, an absolute must-roster player. OG Ananobi has shaken off that injury bug nice and well, and he is returning to the lineup. And Jakob Pertl, a bit of a comeback for him the other day in his last game. Let's see if he can keep that rolling into the next one. Uh, look, again, no pickups here. Bobby Portis is being dropped in some leagues as well. Now, Bobby Portis is a guy that when they are playing and on all cylinders, Bobby Portis is going to get you value. Keep your eyes out on Bobby Portis in your league. He's rostered in 71% of leagues. It has dropped a little bit, but he's still a guy who can come in there, get you some points, get you some rebounds. He doesn't turn the ball over. He gets you a couple of assists. His field goal percentage is good. His free throws this year is only 500%. But the one to watch there for me in Milwaukee currently, apart from Malik Beasley being their starting shooting guard, is definitely Bobby Portis. There is a bit of there is a bit of play going on for Portis. Just keep your eyes on that bloke. The next game of the day we're going to have a look at right here is the Portland Trailblazers versus the Detroit Pistons. Uh, the Pistons... Uh, look, Anthony Simons, we know, is out for Portland. Uh, Isaiah Livers is still out. Monty Morris and uh, Bojan Bogdanovic is still out for the Pistons. The Pistons are still showing out. Now, Jalen Duran has an ankle sprain. Uh, he is questionable for tomorrow's game. Uh, look, questionable is not doubtful, which means he'll probably get out there. Um, look, Asar Thompson. Well, oh, we still love that bloke. Big shout out to Breno from the podcast network at Insight. Uh, we were talking his praises today. Scoot Henderson. Now, I want to have a bit of a, a chat about Scoot. Scoot has been inefficient to start the year, and he's dropped down to 75% ownership in teams. Now, if you can bear through the rookie slump, he is someone you absolutely want to keep your eye on in your league. If you need a point guard and you've got a deeper league and someone drops him for a hot free agent, like I think like someone like Keontae George, who's getting a lot of attention right now, even though he's coming off the bench, I don't know why you drop Scoot. He is the starter. He's going to be getting over 30 minutes a night. That's the guy you want to have on your team at the end of the day. Uh, Robert Williams is off the injury report for the Portland Trailblazers. And just watching him again, Malcolm Brogdon. Look, Brogdon is playing out of his mind over there. He, they just get that second unit absolutely pumping along. He's rostered, though, in 75% of leagues. That's less ownership on Malcolm Brogdon than someone who's a must-own like Zach Collins as well. Brogdon is an absolute must-own. He is getting two threes a game. He is 19 points, four rebounds, four assists. He's 1.5 turnovers. He's decent from the field. He's decent from the line. He is someone who you just plug and play into your fantasy lineups and you get results on him. And it's good to see Robert Williams coming back tomorrow. There's, again, no other real action here apart from dominating. And I, God, I'm getting really uncomfortable saying that every time that I do. Look, a career-high 23 rebounds the other day. Do not expect that again from him. I had this conversation with Matty Malley yesterday on the pod. I was like, mate, he's like, do you not want him? I'm like, no, I don't. Because he got 12 points and 23 boards. Flip that around for me, and I'm happy as Larry. If you can give me 23 points and 12 boards, and maybe 14 boards or 15 boards or 16 boards, yes, 23 rebounds is very good. But it was a career-high. It was an outlier. Like that was one that was, oh, great, he got 23. This is going to be a pub drinking game in the years. He comes like, what was DeAndre Ayton's top amount of rebounds? And some NBA nuts going to be like, oh, it was 23. That, that's what's going to happen with that one. I don't expect him to do that again. Definitely not on back-to-back, -back, especially when Jalen Duran's out there, who's been absolutely feasting on the rebounds lately the other day. And again, not a great game against OKC. I did say I expected him to absolutely devour Chet Holgren, just physically manhandle the guy. He didn't. Chet stood his ground. Much, much respect to him. But 
Look, I do think tomorrow that the Pistons will get up. They've been playing a lot of heart, and Cade Cunningham continues to impress as the leader of the Detroit Pistons. Locking in for the New Orleans Pelicans versus OKC game. Look, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Brandon Ingram sat the other night. He was questionable. He still is questionable with knee soreness. We're going to get an update closer to the game tomorrow. Who do you roll into this one? Well, it's been Matt Ryan. He's been getting a lot of minutes in New Orleans. But do you go and grab Matt, waiver, uh, Matt Ryan off your waiver wire? Absolutely fucking not. Because you probably drafted a decent enough team right now. And unless you've got a spud there, you're not going to get another spud. You're not going to pick up a sweet potato and look at another like Kifler and be like, oh, look, potatoes. And that's what you're going to do if you have to put Matt Ryan in your bloody team tomorrow. You're literally just choosing a different spud. Now, yeah, he's been a decent stream option. And they've been hit by, look, they've got the Murphy injury, Najee Marshall, and Jose Alvarado is still out for another six games. But if Ingram rests, guys like Larry Nance Jr. and Dyson Daniels are the grabs. But do you need to grab them on 13-team day, on a 13-game day, when 26 NBA teams are playing? No, absolutely not. But Herb Jones is someone who is one, someone you want to keep your eye on your league. Now, Herb Jones is available. I'm going to double-check this. I did look earlier. I'm surprised at how much Herbie Jones is available. He is available in – he's rostered in 58% of leagues. Now, he's been playing well for the Pelicans. You don't grab him necessarily on your waiver wire, but you might want to. You might want to consider having a look at him. He's decent from the field, much similar like to Brogdon. The 1.33s is nice. The nine points, the four rebounds, the assist, the steal, and the 1.7 blocks, again, are all very nice peripheral stats that Herbert is giving you right now. So do keep your eyes on Herbert Jones. Maybe you don't bring him in tomorrow, but do keep him on. Look, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to play the clip. I'm I'm, I'm going to play it right now. This is this is definitely someone right here. Targets acquired. Yeah, I've got my targets on Herb Jones and leagues. Again, he's only rostered in 50% of them. I am definitely looking at him as an option to bring into my team, especially with the Brandon Ingram thing, because we all know Brandon Ingram is a sneeze or one little misstep away from missing extended periods of time. And with Trey Murphy still missing out time for the Pelicans, Herb Jones is going to see an increased workload. Continue to expect Zion Williamson to be doing the usual Zion William things to starting off the day. And again, I just see, I, I fear every single time, I know that Chet Holgren is going to play up a guy who could literally eat him for breakfast. Jalen Duran could have eaten him for breakfast, he didn't. He's only 19 years old. But Zion, oh, Chet's a baby. Like, he is an absolute baby compared to Zion. I expect Zion to absolutely get banging on the back. Now, I could be wrong with this. Maybe this is something I'm just going to say a lot all season long. But I do expect to see some highlights. Look, if, if when Manyama can put Chet on his ass, Zion Williams can, could probably put him into the 15th row of the Smoothies King Center. 100,000%. Uh, Josh Giddy, an improved game the other day. The efficiencies are coming back. The three-pointer is not there, but when's the three-pointer ever going to get there for Josh Giddy? But an improved game, you buy a low window on him shut the other day. A shithouse performance tomorrow, and the door could come ajar again. And if another one on the back of that, the buy low one, now that could happen as well because someone's going to turn around and it's going to be like this season for Josh Giddy. <laughs> And that's when the Sharks come sniffing with two more bad games. And you just look at his last five. And in your trade negotiation, you look at his last five games. He had one decent game. And someone might be keen to move off him. But Josh Giddy is an asset in your fantasy teams. Do not just go selling him for a bag of potato chips because his eligibility across the board is, one, very nice for you to have. 
Also, what else is nice for you to have? What he can bring for you. He Now, he has started slow in previous seasons. He's finding his rhythm with the team. FIBA World Cup hangover as well. Maybe. Australia didn't live up to the expectations, but we can expect something there. Dort's been dropped in a lot of teams. Shea continues to play well. And Chet, I am watching Case on Wallace. I am watching to see what they're doing with Case and Wallace because there is a breakout on the horizon for him later on in the season. And to get some more and a pathway for more minutes, I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing out of these guys right now, especially with uh, the taller Jalen Williams, uh, the one with the L-I-N or the Jeremy Lin Williams, uh, as one of my mates called him the other day. Uh, he's still injured for another three games. He would be their starting center, possibly in this lineup. Um, but right now they're failing really well and they're rolling out Chet into the middle there. The next one is the Indiana Pacers versus the Boston Celtics. More questionable tags, people. More questionable tags. Jalen Smith, Benedict Matherin, their starting shooting guard for the Indiana Pacers. And Tyrese Halliburton, your top five pick in your league, is got a questionable tag on there tomorrow. Now, it is an ankle injury, and we're seeing a lot of these in the season. Will he play? Won't he play? We don't know. But again, questionable is better than doubtful. Uh, I think they'll roll out there and see how it goes. Against a Boston Celtics side that is absolutely flying. The Celtics are predicted to win by 11.5. All healthy. Playing well. Uh, Drew Holiday continues to impress in his minutes there. Almost like, and, and Jason Tatum, absolutely electric the other day. Chris Dapps has fitted in seamlessly in this system. If you took him in the first, second or third round, like, again, one of these guys like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, oh, he'll get injured. Well, he didn't get injured last year and he played really bloody well. Career year. Yep. Career KP last year. Top of the world to him. Now, career KP is doing the same things in a very good Boston Celtics outfit. They are playing very, very well as a starting five. I wonder how sustainable it is. I, I just wonder how sustainable it is because their bench is very thin. Their starting five is exceptional, but they're rolling guys out there. I'm expecting like, you know, like 38, 39 minutes a night. But Jason Tatum, like you just, they need some more rest there. They need some more depth because guys and pickups like O'Shea Brissett, they're not playing well. Peyton Pritchard continues to be the guy. But again, you don't go burning off a waiver wire pick. But could you bring in a waiver wire pick for some paces? Look, quite possibly. Tomorrow, I think, is going to be one of the biggest tests yet for Obi Toppin. I, I, I had my stock in Obi. I'm going I'm to take a drink. Here's to Obi Toppin. Please get your shit together and play really, really well tomorrow. I'd like that because I like the opportunity that presented himself. It showed, but you're just ready to move it, let it go. I'm ready to let it go. I picked him up in a trade the other day. He is the first guy I'm going to drop out of my team if he does not play well again tomorrow. I mean, he's playing okay. He's doing his role, but he's not doing anything substantial. And if there is a hot free agent that I want, I'm absolutely going to drop your guy. And that's what you need to be committed to doing. Even if you had stock in a guy, you need to be able to cut tether, run straight away, and pick up that pick that you need to. Because I'm starting to keep my eyes on, I'm starting to keep my eyes on like Naismith and Nemhard. They're starting to get a lot of minutes off the bench because their rookie, Jarris Walker, has been buried on the bench. He's not seen a lot of it. Buddy Heald could be traded. Like we all know that he's not going to be traded. He's an important part of this team. Well, then why did he go to the to the bench when he played really, really well? in the starting lineup last year. It, it didn't make sense. I mean, it kind of did with Bruce Brown coming into the team. They can do it. And Bruce Brown continues to be like one of the best all-rounders in NBA fantasy. Much love to like to Brucey Brown. But this is going to be a test for this team tomorrow. Miles Turner, an absolute killer. But keep your eyes on Nemhard and Naismith. 
if they have a great game tomorrow, these are guys that you want to bring in. And like I said, if you're looking at targets for the course of your week, the back-to-backs, again, for the Tuesday and Wednesday are the Cavs and the Clippers. So they're burnt after this one. But the Wednesday-Thursday games, you've got the Pistons, like we said, Alec Burks possibly, the Pelicans, the Raptors, and the Jazz. Now, none of those guys are coming into play. But like I said, there are guys at the end of the week on the Friday and Saturday, like the Pacers, your Naismiths and your Nemhards that you want to roll into. So this is where later in your week, you want to have a look at that and keep that on your agenda and keep that and keep that mind on your lineups for the end of that. That's incredibly important. So what you want to be doing on that one is keeping your eyes on guys like Naismith and Nemhard. And if they're available in your league, they are going to be pickups that you make towards the end of your week. We've already been over the Cleveland, New York Knicks. Much of the muchness, all of them are questionable for tomorrow. Brooklyn and Miami is another one, though. How's Miami's injuries? Duncan Robinson, injured, playing, left foot sprain. Uh, Joshy Richardson is back after his one game. Probable is Bam Adebayo injured with a contusion is Kevin Love. Jimmy Butler continues to be questionable. Uh, High Smith is injured. Look, they are absolutely decimated out there right now. Like half the NBA is absolutely in ruins. So more Kyle Lowry minutes or the ghost of the former Toronto Raptor, Kyle Lowry, will be out there with Tyler Hero tomorrow in Brooklyn. I'm expecting Brooklyn to get the win in this one, depending on the lineup that actually shows up. Miami's just, I don't know if they're healthy. I don't know if they're going to actually be able to put five guys that are competent out there on the basketball court. Because as far as I can see, the only guys who aren't carrying injury tags right now are Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Jamie Jasquez, Vasquez Jr., Thomas Bryant and Jovic, RJ Hampton. Could you get some RJ Hampton minutes? Are you a are you a form, are you an NBL fan and remember RJ Hampton and just want to get him in your side? Absolutely not. But you've got also a bit of an injured Brooklyn Nets side. But the guys who are healthy from them are probably going to play go out there and and play better. Still on the injured list, Cam Johnson another six games. Nick Claxton one more game. He is out tomorrow. And Derek Whitehead. Uh, Everyone was jumping on the Dayron Sharp, like, God, Dayron Sharp's going to explode. Trenton Watford, I was curious to see how much run he's going to get. Not getting it, but who's been playing very well is Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith has been playing very well in that center unit. Ben Simmons, almost a walking triple-double right now. He is playing well for them. Now, they're not, they're not rolling him all the way through, but obviously the talk of the town has been Cam Thomas. Can he keep this going tomorrow? Well, against a very depleted Miami side, it's quite likely. So we expect another 30-plus points from him and the peripherals down on there. But tomorrow, again, no streamers you want to bring on in these teams because they're a state of flux. You'd be burning a pick to put anyone on this team because they're both volatile with injuries right now. So these two are two teams that you absolutely avoid picking up right now because you don't need a streamer on a 13-game day, especially if it's one of these blokes. Uh, Daniel Gafford is questionable in our next game as well as Trey Young in the Washington Wizards and the Atlanta Hawks game. Jordan Poole continues to be exactly what we thought Jordan Poole was. Inefficient. Kyle Kuzma is definitely the guy to own. I am, look, Kalabli is my boy, the East Coast caller, or like you can drink the cooler barlaid on him or want. If Daniel Gafford is out, he will draw the start at center again. He didn't get all of the defensive stats that we want from him the other day, but it was a good step in the right direction for him getting some more minutes in your NBA fantasy season. Kyle Kuzma is is the number one guy to own in town. 
if you manage to pick him up on your day, he is doing the he's just doing the work over there. He's getting you the rebounds, he's getting you the points, he's getting you peripherals each and every single game. And if you had a later a later round, like an eight or ninth pick round pick on him, look, he's giving you back that value. He's rounding out your side and giving you probably what you need. The question will tag on Trey Young. We'll find out more tomorrow. And Dejounte Murray coming off an absolutely career game. Look, he could probably keep it rolling against this team, to be fair. Like, I'm not going to go out there and be like some Dejounte Murray truth and be like, oh, Dejounte Murray is like one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Did you see that small taste of what's to come and what he can really do when he can cook? They didn't pay him max money in Atlanta for a reason because he's not that guy. But he could absolutely cook this team of the Wizards. They are not very good. DeAndre Hunter, after a shit start, has continued to put him on. And Clint Capella, not great the other day. They've got a deep bench, the Atlanta Hawks. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Sadiq Bay, Onyeka Okongwu. Now, Sadiq Bay, you could probably drop him in your 12-team leagues, but I really like what Bogdan Bogdanovich is doing in his minutes off the bench. He's getting you rebounds, getting you assists, getting you some threes, getting you a steal. He is a guy that is, is definitely a stream option later in the week. Now, we did say, again, those back-to-backs, and these guys are going to be pulling a um, the, the Hawks um, – don't have a back-to-back this week. I think it's next week they've got one. So I'm looking to bring him in. Uh, I'm looking to bring Bogdan Bogdanovich in for my teams. Now, I'm just going to double-check his ownership on that and his uh, – Boggy, come on. Bogdan. There we go. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Oh, look, I own him in this league. Now, he's only owned in 44% of leagues. He's 100% from the free throw line, 450 from the field. The 2.83s are nice. The 12 points are nice. The two rebounds are nice. The four and a half assists are nice. The almost two steals a game are very, very nice for a waiver wire guy. He continues to be a rosterable guy in 12-team leagues. Someone told me in a, in a chat today when I included him in some form of trade, they're like, oh, but he's trash. He's just a bench rider. I'm like, actually, no. You probably don't know much about fantasy basketball. If you think that a guy who was doing that is not top 144, and if you think about it that way, if there's 12 teams, 12 players and 12 blokes, 144 best players, you want the best of those guys on your team. And he's providing around that end of 100 value right now and continues to be a serviceable piece in the Atlanta Hawks lineup. Uh, again, no real other notes there of which to pull into your team for your day. Again, much the same for the Denver Nuggets and the Minnesota Timberwolves, apart from one Naz Reed. Now, he has been one of the most added guys in Yahoo um, in recent days. For again, there's no reason to overreact and be a back-to-back. But guys like, uh, also someone like DeAndre Hunter, you know, he's been like much added the other day. These are the guys, me partner have been added. DeAndre Hunter, Eric Gordon, Dorian Finney-Smith, Alec Burks, and Tim Hardaway Jr., the, the the biggest one of these is DeAndre Hunter. If you have a look at his first game for the season, back to that bloke again, it, it was absolutely woeful to start. But he's been on fire since then. He's been absolutely on fire. He started with nine points, four rebounds, one assist. Then 27 points, six rebounds, and assist. 15 points, three rebounds, and assist, and four steals. 16 points, four rebounds, you know, two assists, and a steal. He's only got one block, but the threes each game are really, really nice on really good efficiency. Basically means six from 10 for the last two games from the field. So here's again, another one of these pickups because guys like Naz Reed have flown off the board. Now Naz Reed has fitted in very, very well for this system. And he's been one of the most added guys in fantasy the last few games. So if we're talking about these guys who we add and who we don't add, what are they bringing to the table? Now Naz Reed, he's been hitting the threes at an exceptional clip and he started off really rebounding well, but he only got one rebound last game. 
So you're going to get an overreaction on the Nas read. He's the only guy I want to keep my eye on in the Minnesota Timberwolves right now, apart from Mike Conley. If you need a guard, a point guard, to get yourself some extra points, good efficiency, good assist, and some steals, pick up Mike Conley and put him into your teams. Getting those minutes over in Denver are Christian Braun. But again, no real injury things here or anything to pick up on with either of these teams right now especially on this day, apart from Jaden McDaniels is probable uh, with his left calf strain. Keep your eye on what happens with Jaden. He has been playing very well for them in his limited opportunity. Um, the Hornets and the Rockets, two not great teams, both in a state of flux. Um, look, I'm really curious about the Fred Van Fleet experiment in Houston. I shouldn't use the word experiment. The experience, let's say, of FVV in Houston. Is it going to be a good game? Is it going to be a bad game? Lamelo has still been injured. He played limited minutes the other night. Bounce back game for him. I'll tell you now who needs to be owned in leagues. Gordon Haywood. Gordon Haywood is an absolutely must roster player. And I don't mind saying it. Gordon Haywood has been playing out of his mind in his limited role there. Gordon Haywood has been healthy, which is great to see. He's only rostered in 66% of leagues. The man's averaging 470 from the floor, 800%. From the line, 1.33s, 14.7 points, 5.7 rebounds, 5.3 assists, two steals, 0.7 blocks. And look, the turnovers aren't great, but if you're punting turnovers, he's only owned in 66% of leagues. Like, what are you doing? If you're not a Gordon Haywood owner, you, you need to get into the Gordon Haywood business because that guy is an absolute pickup. When they're playing, they're back-to-back Saturday and Sunday. If Gordon Haywood is on your waiver wire, this is a guy you pick up because the only guys you can, only teams you can stream in for to finish your week up, and this is why we do the midweek show. Who are you going to be looking at, looking ahead for your weekend? Because your Thursday, Friday, there's no back-to-backs. Your Friday, Saturday is the Nets, the Bulls, the Nuggets, like I just said, and the Pacers. And I give you the Pacers, guys, Naismith and Nemhart. Your Saturday, Sunday, guys, the Hornets and the Suns. Only two teams. So the Suns have been acted upon. People have been going after, like we said, Grayson Allen. They've been going after Josh Okogie. They've been going after Eric Gordon. They've been going after Drew Eubanks. They're not going after Gordon Hayward for some reason? That's insanity to me. Like, that's just not, that doesn't make sense. Gordon Hayward is an absolute asset in your fantasy teams and lineups right now. Get onto the Hayward train, toot toot, as soon as bloody possible. Please and thank you. I've got got much love for him. Uh, Not much of that, apart from Brandon Miller. I do want to keep my eyes on Brandon Miller. He was very impressive in his minutes the other night. And if they push up again in the interim with the whole, like, we don't know exactly what's going on with Miles Bridges situation. Like, can we get some visibility on that? Can we get a definitive answer what's happening there? And then we can know how to treat Brandon Miller. But I am keeping my eye on him. And it was good to see Mark Williams rounding in some value. Chicago and Dallas tomorrow. Kyrie Irving is questionable. And Zach Levine probable two stars again in the already early broken NBA. Look, Luka Doncic is just, Luka is a walking triple-double every single night of the week. Josh Green getting those extra minutes in there. Derek Lively is doing well. Grant Williams, like, again, these guys are not guys you want to be, like, owning or trying to draft into your team. It's been Luka's team. The game the other day was Kyrie. Kobe White, though. Can we talk about the ball side of it? Look, I like what Kobe White showed in the preseason. It's like he applied for the job. He got the job. He was impressive. Everyone was excited. He moved up everyone's boards. The talk was Kobe. The talk was Kobe White. And the man's crashed. He has not been performing very well at all. Now, this is 
I won't even say it's a buy low option. I was telling people the other day, like, just wait, you've got to be patient. This is this is par for the course with Kobe White. Kobe White is going to play horribly some games. And he's going to play really, really well some other games. Now, his first two games were very good. Two threes each game, 17 points, six, six rebounds, eight assists, four rebounds, four assists. But the last two games, in more limited minutes, he played 31 minutes and 40 minutes to start the season. But in the last two games, a loss and a win, 28 minutes and 25 minutes respectively. He went zero from the four from the field two games ago and three from six. He was putting up 14, 15 shots the first two games. So you can see if he's getting those shots and those opportunities, he can be a valuable player. Just watch this space tomorrow against the Dallas Mavericks. Like, just watch what happens because, look, the Mavericks are playing okay, but they're not that great. Like, he can match up against Kyrie if Kyrie does play a smaller guard. And Kyrie, look, is a maestro, but he's not exactly a defensive wizard. But I'm just very curious to see Kobe White the next three, four games before I look. He's probably a drop. He's 40% rostered right now. He's probably a drop of this bad behavior, like this, not bad behavior. <laughs> Who is he? Miles Bridges. This bad perform, These bad performances keep up. Like those first two games showed me something. And if they do end up moving to Levine, they do end up moving to Marta Rosen, there's going to be an opportunity, depending on who they get back into the scene, for this guy to really step up this season. And historically speaking, the second that you will drop, this is this is this is the curse of Kobe White. The second that you leave Kobe White on your waiver wire for more than a week, he's going to pl- start playing very, very well. And someone's going to pick him up and become a problem in your league. I know this because I've done it twice in previous years when Kobe White all of a sudden just becomes one of the best bulls. So it's showing me all negative signs right now. I've traded him in one league. I didn't. I kind of didn't want to. I kind of wanted to wait a little bit, but I'm like, look, I'm just going to cut bait now because I've got so many injured guys. I've made that move. But do keep your eye on Kobe White tomorrow because I'm curious to see what he does because the bulls do have that Friday, Saturday back-to-back. And if he has two games back-to-back that are nice, people are going to be clamoring for him again very, very soon. Memphis and Utah. Memphis just continues to stink up the place. Look, we'll be fine. Jar's out. We've got we've got Marcus Smart, former defensive player of the year. We're going to be fine, said every single Grizzlies fan. Yep, the truth were they weren't, and it did not go very well at all for them. Not even close to it. They have been absolutely underperforming right now. It was good to see a bounce-back game from Jaron Jackson Jr. the other day, and Xavier Tillman... I was asked, do I drop Xavier Tillman um, on Twitter the other day? And I was like, not yet, but it's looking like it. Look, Brandon Clark is out pretty much like for the next 60 games. Bismack Biombo is doing the side. You know, Aldama's not his center. He's like injured right now. Anyway, look, the, the thing with Bismack Biombo is although he's a very good rim protector, Xavier Tillman does provide something here. The other thing that I'm looking at, apart from like how that shakes out with Xavier Tillman this game, is I'm very, very curious to see if Taylor Horton Tucker has another positive game. There was a lot of talk around Keontae George. I even spoke about Keontae George in the preseason that I really liked him. But if he's only going to be getting about 20 minutes a night and he's in this like fight for point guard, shooting guard minutes with uh, Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, Chris Dunn, like there's just a lot of that happening. What I, I'm just keeping my eye on it because Taylor Horton Tucker, again, played a good game and he might be like, shit, this game. And then Keontae goes out there, plays some more minutes. Everyone gets excited. And then next game, sure enough, 
Taylor Horton Tucker starts again, and you might have a good one. It's going to be this pendulum in this rodeo. What I do want to see is I want to see Walker Kessler completely dominate once again. I want to see an absolutely solid game. And I think this might be a little bit spiteful for him because we know he saw the bench a lot in Team USA because of Jaron Jackson Jr. And Walker Kessler is another one of these guys that I always think has a bit of a chip on his shoulder. So I am looking forward to this matchup tomorrow. No Rover waiver wire pickups here, apart from Keontae George. If you want to drop someone like, like a Kobe White for a Keontae George because of the upside, by all means, go ahead and do it. But you don't have to yet because Keontae didn't have a great game last time. If he backed up another great game, like he did in the like two games ago, amazing. If he puts it together back to back, you look at it. Good game, bad game. It's going to be this thing. And people and other managers out there, you want to be the manager that acts before the other ones, 100%. But just don't jump too soon. A uh, bit of a home derby tomorrow, the Clippers versus the Lakers. Do we see James Harden and these guys come out? It. I, I'm pretty sure that they will be out for tomorrow. I don't know if they're going to get them into the squad straight away it's possible like he's questionable with the trade pending but look it is possible that james harden gets out there tomorrow and like the new acquisition of pj tucker yay no look i'm looking forward to it questionable for a back-to-back for rest a guys like poor george on the back-to-back tomorrow but again versus the lakers do they look i reckon they'll show up a hundred percent for tomorrow um because the only other guy here that i want to talk about who is is doubtful is Kawhi Leonard. Like, will on the back back, like, why did you not play against the Lakers? Like, you like, why did you not play against the Lakers on the back-to-back set? Will you play against the Lakers on the back-to-back set? Maybe. This is this is what I wanted to say. I want to see them play the Lakers, not the Orlando Magic. That's all I'm saying. And look, I want to see them play all the games. That's just me. Uh, no real things. Probable is Cam Reddish with foot soreness is the only concern there. What are we seeing with Austin Reeves? Austin Reeves has been dropped in a lot of legs. Now, again, I, I said it to me the other night, like people aren't clamoring for him right now. He is rostered in 86% of legs, but he hasn't been playing well. Inefficient from the field, not hitting, you know, his free throws are at 700, only a three a game, 10 points, three rebounds, two assists and a steal. The two turnovers, look, he just hasn't been his usual self. He'll come into it again, maybe the FIBA hangover, but look, when we're looking ahead for it, if he is on your waiver wire because he was dropped, that's probably more of a likely pickup for me than a Keontae George right now because I know he's going to have a stable role and he's just like the best handcuff to any trade that involves D'Angelo Russell, which I think is inevitable this season, or an injury or rest to LeBron James, who apparently can now play over 30 minutes whenever he wants because that 29 to 30 minute apparition was one game and one comment after the first loss of the season. And in our final game, the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors heat it back up again. Davion Mitchell will get the start. Malik Monk is the better option here. He is an absolute wizard on this team. He is, brings the energy to the floor with the Sacramento Kings. We've got De'Aaron Fox out for at least another week, I would say. Like he, I think I don't expect you to see him until the back end of week three in your lineups right now. Uh, Trey Lyles continues to be out for them and Clay Thompson is probable on the injury news. Steph Curry will continue to cook. There's not a lot of pickups here right now, apart from the one and only Malik Monk. In your, if, he, if Malik Monk is available for the next week, you want to get him. Now it will be a journey. You will go on a ride. You will be happy. You'll be sad. 
but you will want to have him on your team. He's already over 13 points a game, a, a brilliant free throw shooter, and he gets them pretty much on volume. The five assists for him are nice, and the block a game for Malik Monk. Look, he, he is a bit of a defensive presence and a little bit of a pest, and he's been putting up a block a game so far for the season. With the Monk, uh, with a Fox injury, Monk is pretty much rosterable in all 12 team leagues, I would say. Not tens as much, but definitely 12 teams and 100% 14 team leagues. Malik Monk is a much own. And the Chris Paul on the bench experiment continues to play out in Golden State and provide a bit of provides an excellent return for any owner of Chris Paul. That'll do us for today. I'm Matty G. Take care of yourself, everyone. And thanks for listening to Insight NBA.